Hello. Sam and Tom here. Season 2 of SNT. We made it. 10 episodes of pure garbage. And now we're going to have 10 more. Absolutely. I mean, so we've got a goal for the year to reach 10 unique <laughs> listeners. So we're, we're doing all right, mate. You know, we're, we're, doing, we're, all right. we're halfway we're there. Doing all right. Halfway there. No, we're doing all right. So I think season two, <laughs> it's worth saying, we wanted to take a little bit of a different direction. Not more serious, but I guess we, we wanted to talk about some some real subjects this season, didn't we? The unknown. Yes, no. <laughs> that kind of stuff. So we thought we'd start off with uh, ghosts and the paranormal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, so this season... It's all about conspiracies, myths, and is it real talk? <laughs> and real talk. Yeah, real talk, and, and well, and the unknown. And as the well. unknown. So, for those of you mysteries and all that kind of crap. Yeah, exactly. So, for those of you who like a bit of uh, conspiracy theory chit chat, this is the podcast for you. Yeah. All right. So, starting off though, how have you been, mate? Let's have a little catch up, really quick. What's new? What's new in the world of Tom? Do you know, what? I've been doing all right. Um, I tell you one thing that has slipped is my exercise. I uh, I've not done a lot of exercise, so soon I'll be looking to move. But where I'm moving to, there's going to be a lot of like running tracks and stuff. So I'm just going to be using. And there's a lot of like natural wood as well. So I'm going to be running around the woods, running around like cycle tracks and stuff. Yeah, moving to the woods. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, uh, nah. To be honest, with you mate, exercise has slipped. But I've got a lot of goals despite us being in lockdown for two, three months. Um, I've got a lot of goals to achieve this year. So I'm just looking forward to getting out again. How about you? Yeah, same as me, mate. Same as me, to be honest. I mean, I have to agree as well. The exercise started off pretty good, but that's died down already. Mm. So instead of going for a run every day, it's like every three days now. I'm still doing something, but I'm not getting on top of it. I think it's just a lack of motivation. I think even... Not just us, but everyone in general is just now a bit bored of it. There, There's only so much we can do in lockdown for so long so we need to get we yeah, need to get exactly. things back moving slowly um and fingers crossed that over the next coming weeks that things start to get back to normal a little bit step by step and we can start just getting back to our lives a little bit our bit of structure i've been that bored mate do you know what i started playing last night at half 11 what farming simulator jesus i'm not even joking started playing farming simulator that's how bored i've been well it's it's been I'll tell you one thing that I've got out of this, actually. It's been a good time to reflect on things that you want to achieve. Like, um, I've had time to sit there, watch games, and uh, play games even. Watch games! Um, play games, watch Netflix and stuff, and you do all that. But once you get through all that, you get to focus on what you want to do a little bit more. And I found myself more driven, you know, for the podcast, for other other things we've spoke about on the phone. Loads of stuff. I've just, I'm more driven. Definitely, definitely. I mean, I'll tell you what, actually, this week I signed up to an online course as well, actually, on uh, writing short stories, like short horror stories. Oh, yeah. So I read quite a lot of horror. And uh, actually talking to that, so I'm quite into Instagram as well. And I was chatting to an author on Instagram. He's like a... He's just started up. He just released his first book. He writes horror stories. Uh, but it's his first proper novel. And uh, he sent me a free copy. Signed. Uh, no, it's on the Kindle. It's on the Kindle, but I've just been reading that, and it's uh, it's good. It's good. So I thought, you know, I might give it a crack myself. So I've always liked horror, so I've started a like a little course online uh, writing short horror stories. So I have to send one your way, mate. I have to send one your way. See what you think. Well, I'm um, I, I, I 
you know this anyway, I think, but I had, um, I wish I had up, had it on me, but I had three stories that I was playing around with doing, like, n- not horror, I, I can't write horror because I don't like horror, I mean, I don't like it because I'm scared of it, put it that way, um, which is why we're doing a ghost <laughs> podcast, which is going to be perfect for this, one of them, and you got to laugh at this, was like, um, I don't know if you know Warhammer, uh, yeah, so it was based around some sort of futuristic uh, two pages in to creating a story and I was just like fucking hell this is boring <laughs> <laughs> oh I have to actually write it now <laughs> well yeah I mean um, it was called Shield and Sword from the Yu-Gi-Oh card <laughs> I remember you telling me I remember you telling me about yeah, this yeah so uh, but I got two pages in and I thought do you know what I probably should do some real work <laughs> <laughs> I've written a couple of paragraphs um, I'm just trying to learn. Like everyone knows how to how to write how to write. Like well, I mean, not everyone. To be fair, I mean, most people know how to read and write. Knowing how to write and knowing how to actually write like a story, completely different things. Like I'm only a couple hours into the course, but it's shown me that I ain't got a clue. I thought I was quite good at grammar and punctuation, and when you actually write like a paragraph and then you read it out loud to yourself and you're trying to describe what's going on, it's hard. He is hard. I used to love it. I remember when, when I was when I was growing up. I remember English class. There was a particular time when there was like right, write your. Own, to be honest, it probably was like nursery, <laughs> but it was like it was like oh A B C D. Yeah, it was like right, write your own story, right? And I remember I tell you this. I wrote this whole story out. Right, I must have been about five. And I wrote this whole story out. Sam, it was brilliant. Right in my head, I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna get whatever the equivalent equivalent is of a five-year-old's top grade i was like I'm, I'm gonna get this right i'm gonna get that free bag of skittles where it is and um i wrote this story gave it to my teacher and she goes to she looks at me and she goes so tom when you write a word you're meant to put a space for the next word oh my god so the whole god. the whole page was just joined up writing like <laughs> but but like, like literally two pages of the most amazing story from a five-year-old, but there's no spaces between the words. So, so it's not even yeah, readable. so it's just like hieroglyphics or something. But I used to love writing stories. Jesus I used Christ. to love writing stories as a kid. That's the thing. So I used to like writing stories as a kid. I used to also like drawing as well. I used to really be into drawing. I was into drawing, and I wish I'd have kept my pictures. I didn't. So me and brother, I've kept all of our old monster books. We call them. And they're terrible, but at the time I thought they were amazing. And uh, oh, just your crappy skull that you draw. Yeah, I mean, literally, that's where it started. That was from DT Graphics. That's quite funny as well because that was that was a story I created, and uh, got to the very end of the project. And uh, I was sitting there, I was in sixth form, I was like, fucking hell, I've done this amazing board game, done an amazing story with it. Then the classic Tom Quinn monster. And you spelled it wrong, I remember. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> there goes to me. Um, oh, so you know. And loads of these students started coming in looking at it and um, they were like younger than me and I was looking around all the uh, A-level opportunities in, in my school I grew up with and they were like oh look at these amazing board games that these six formers have created and they go around the room and oh, there's so and so's and there's so and so's and they get to mine and it goes Conquest is spelt wrong <laughs> <laughs> and it was like literally the title of my board game which I spent maybe a year developing and it's like this thing was laminated on the front of this box I was just like great cheers for that that was a story I created. Christ. I remember that. I remember that. Anyway. I remember that. It's funny. All right, let's crack on. Let's crack on. So, let me ask you flat out then. Do you believe, Tom? Do you believe? 
Do I believe in ghosts, spirits, ghosts and ghoulies, paranormal? Right? Do I believe in it? I'm going to try really hard not to take the piss. I promise you. Right? You heard it here first. All right. Do I believe? I'm not going to take the piss. I think. I think on some level, I do believe it. However, as I've got older, I definitely have believed it less and less. So I think when I get even like further on in the future, I think I'll probably believe it even less. But I think at some level I do believe it. And I'll tell you why. It's because certain, like when you get a feeling of not feeling great or whatever, um, or being scared and stuff, I my mind tends to jump to that scenario of I can't see it, I don't know what's there, so I'm, I'm, a, I'm nervous, I'm afraid, whatever it is. So, and that's sort of been with me as a kid. And I feel like the answer to that is probably yes, I do believe on some level at the moment. Yeah. It's probably quite minor, but it was, if you, if I went back to young Tom, a hundred percent, not a doubt in my mind that I would not, I've, I believe in it. I've, I've seen it, but as I've got older, the more logical mind is definitely less and less believing in it. So I'm sort of, on the way out of that belief, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I get that completely. I mean, you're definitely not on your own. A lot of people believe. A lot of people believe. I mean, so what's the reasons then? Like, has anything happened in your life to make you, to make you believe? Have you had any experiences? Well, it's funny, right? So, we'll get into yeah. Okay, so I, I grew up in a, a relatively old house. Me and my brother, old house, and they say kids are more tuned in to these sort of things anyway yeah they do right? they do um Cause i think that's because they're like open-minded and yeah and um we lived in an old house i'm not joking it was uh built in like the victorian times and um grew up there as a kid in the old town and um big garden and um had an upstairs believe believe, believe it or not it had an upstairs and downstairs loft in one in so it was like the bottom part of the house had like uh, an extension to it and it was built oh, and it had a loft in it and it was there for years right and for the entire time I lived there I never went in there never went into the downstairs loft anyway and as a kid like you sort of um, there were just things that happened in the house I grew up in and I I felt uncomfortable there and this is probably the only reason why I still believe to your first question because if someone said to me, would you like to go back to the house you grew up in? The answer would be no. Because, really? Yeah, and the reason being is because I believe, personally, that, and I might get ripped for this, if I went back into that house, because I, I sort of believe that things follow you, right? So if I went back into that house, I feel like whatever was there as a kid, if there is something there, which I sort of feel, feel like there was, I feel like that would attach itself to me and come back to wherever I'm living. Jesus Christ. So, I mean, what... So... What happened then? Like, what, why, why do you think there was something in the house? I'll tell you one story, which... So, th- there was loads and loads of stories. So, it wasn't a nice house, but that way. And it wasn't a nice house because... Not because of the environment. It was just the atmosphere in the house was really bad. And, um... But you had, like, a feeling of, like, dread. There would, ju- there would just be moments where... Put it this way, my mum believed it 
that much that something was in the house that we got it that we had to get a, a priest in into the house. Are you you being yeah, serious? And um, he. I didn't. And his, know that. his name. I don't know if I should use names, but he's re- he's retired. Father Ted. He's, he's a retired um, priest, and his name was Father Melvin. And um, I don't know if I should say that or not. We can probably edit that out. But um, yeah, we can. Cut but he out. went around the house blessing the house as when I was a kid, right? Because and he said you, and he said basically and I, I don't care. We're talking about ghosts, right? So he said to my mum, "There's two people here. There's a, an older guy, um, and there's a young woman." Who looks out for it? But the older guy's a bit more stern and all that. And I was like, and Sam, there was there was things like, so the one, well, I'm getting myself in a bit of muddle here, but I remember as a kid having a ba- having so for a year and a half I had recurring dreams, and they were bad dreams. They were they were really they were really really bad dreams as a kid. I've mentioned it once on one of the podcasts on season one, but it was about porcelain dolls. And all this sort of stuff, and yeah, these remember. dreams happened for about a year and a half as a kid. I was like, it was the worst time of my life. I, I slept in my mum's room constantly, slept on the floor, and weirdly enough, um, I didn't believe in God as a kid. But I, it got to the point where I had no option left, so I sort of prayed on this little triangle of this bloke. I don't know what the name was, it was, and the, the dreams never happened again. So that's that. That's a bit of a weird one for me. But um, I remember when my bunk beds. Me and my brother were getting our bunk beds redone. And the house was always creaking anyway. And we made a makeshift bed on the floor while the bunk beds were being redone or whatever it is, or they weren't safe because the screws weren't in. I don't know what to say. But, um, and my mum had an old cupboard. An old cupboard, and it was a shoe cupboard, which had clothes in. But it was a very deep cupboard. Okay, The, the cupboard was really, really deep. Anyway. Like Narnia. Yeah, I mean, literally it felt like that. You, you could hide in there. You could hide three or four people in there. It was massive, and um, we were laying there, watching the telly in our bedroom, and we are next to each other, and the door was behind us, and it was an old wooden door, and it slammed open, right? Me and brother shit ourselves, and we are like, okay, it's all right, it, it was, there might have been shoes against the door, which pushed it open and stuff, and because it didn't take lot, a lot for the door to fly open, and um, moved all the stuff out of the way, and, and fine, you know. All the clothes and literally the same thing happened, but it was slamming. The door was slamming wide open in the bedroom. Jesus Christ! And um, and my brother did the smart thing, which was get the get the fuck out of there and it sprinted to my mum's room. Right? Um, I, I I laid there with the door open behind me, um, wide open, and I was scared shitless. I didn't, I couldn't move, and um, eventually I got up. Well, so you're so, so you're lying on the floor and the door swung open behind us. Yeah, yeah. Twice, Jesus Christ! Twice, yeah. So, the is there no chance at all that that was you having a strong imagination, or did no, that actually not happen? No, not at all. Not at all. So no. Looking back as an adult, that definitely happened. That definitely happened, yeah, as wow, a kid. Shit. So, um, but and the only reason I say it is because my brother shot up and ran out of the room. If there wasn't someone else there, it might have been. I might have grown up to believe something was else was responsible. But the fact the fact that I moved, I, I took the effort as a kid to convince my brother. Look, no, it's fine. Um, I'll move everything away from the bottom of the the door of this wooden cabinet and I'll move everything back so there's nothing against it and that way if there was any pressure on the door before maybe if that's why it flew flung open there's none now okay so back to bed no matter it's fine it happened again really short time after on the same night and it was slammed I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not I mean these things it, it, for it to open and hit 
it's, it's, it seemed bizarre that one I cleared it and two it happened twice um, and it's never happened since it never happened after that but it was really weird and that cupboard always felt a bit weird and there was no there, like, there, was, there was no windows open or no nothing nothing like that but um, but there was a few things so my brother was playing a game we would sit in the middle of the room on his red stool and we'd look into the telly and as he turned off his game in the TV Again, from the cupboard. So if you imagine the cupboard's at the back of the room behind him and he's playing a game in the middle of the room facing forward, right, on his red stool. And it's bizarre. It's the same cupboard, okay, in this in this story, separate story. I wasn't there for this one, but my brother was sitting there playing a game. He turned off the game and the TV, as, as the TV goes, it was one of the old 90s TVs, the big ones with the big backs on them. As he turned off the TV, the TV goes black. And when it's light, you can see... Into the TV, you can see stuff in the TV, can't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So he'd done the same thing, and he saw like um, in the reflection, he saw a white face in the cupboard behind him, and um, he turned around, and it was still there, and he ran out of the room, um, obviously really upset and scared. But he had recurring nightmares of people, like demons, taking him into the loft as a kid as well. So we both had really bad recurring nightmares as kids. Um, and it was weird it all seemed because our bedroom was particularly bad for it because we used to and it was all to do with that cupboard for whatever reason the cupboard had stuff in it and I don't know what to say it was just the thing is right there's there are there are people who are listening to this probably thinking there are reasons for it and you know what there might be but from a kid's point of view and growing up I can't now go back and say definitively what it was because I don't know all I know is what I experienced what I felt, what my brother felt at the time. Yeah, of course. Um, but my, when my stepdad moved in, there was voices as well. But there was things that happened, like coffee mugs would go across the table and there was like deep, deep breathing, deep um, deep laughter from an older older guy, um, an older man's voice. Are you sure with your um, stepdad? <laughs> yeah. But my... Trying to scare you. And there's a there's a darker story which is related to my real parents, but my dad feels like he was pushed out of the house one day going to work. Um, loads of stuff. Seriously, it was just odd stuff. There was odd stuff like that was all in this house, all in the same house. Yeah, yeah. Jesus, it never happened man. in this. It, it it never happened in the second house or that where I live now. It's never happened since. But this particular house, if I like, this is what I mean. If if someone this is these are two of a lot of things that happened. Like it feels like. I think there's a lot to be said for old places. Like they have character and they have some sort of presence. Like, but this particular place, if like I said, if someone said to me today, as a full-grown adult, fully capable adult, do you want to go back into that house? I would say no, purely because I, f- I feel like been there, done that. I don't experience it again. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I if, if if I walk back into that room, I'd be nervous because I've and as an adult, I've had dreams on the odd occasion of that house in that room still to this day so it's still still affecting you 20 years later yeah there was there there are weird things that happened like and if you put all of them together and my mum experienced stuff as well and um put it this way it it must have been bad because my mum is not uh she she's quite a logical person as well and you know she's a bit religious as well nothing to do with but she, it must have been bad enough for for her 
to fill something as well to get a priest in. So like, you, you actually had like an exorcism then? Not an exorcism, it was like a blessing on the house. Well, and did, and did, make... did the priest say that he could fill something there as well? Two characters. One was a young woman and the, the other one was an older guy who was a bit more stern um, who would look out for the house but sometimes cause trouble. Jesus, man. This stuff. But, um, but there's some weird shit, mate. Honestly, weird shit. And uh, it's enough for me to... I'm getting... Uh, you can't see me now, but I'm getting chills. I'm getting yeah, chills because I've... That would freak the shit out of me, to be honest. It's, it's minor things which would make you think... And this is... Now, this the one I'm about to say now is probably the least believable. But... Um, it's, and there's probably more of an explanation to this anyway. But I we got touched have, by a ghost. Well, we used to have um, a like, whole load of toys. Toys, right? And they all had buttons on. All the toys, some of the toys made noises like that. All laid out on the floor, right? Me and my brother in bunk beds. And how, how sleeping. I think we were at this point we were probably about eight, seven, eight. And all these toys, like Power Rangers and stuff, was a big thing as a kid. 17, 18. We had this, yeah, and we had this white ranger, and um, the white ranger had a, had a button on it, and it would say um, "Power Rangers Go," and basically, when you press the the belt, it, the, the the button on the belt, it would say "Power Rangers Go," "Power Rangers Go," right? All the toys laid out on the floor, no problem. Go to bed. Halfway through the night, this Power Rangers button starts going off, so it starts going "Power Rangers Go," "Power Rangers Go," "Power Rangers Go," like in the middle of the night. And it's next to my brother on the floor. So the bunk bed was relatively low on the bottom one. It was like a little bit extended as well, so you got a bit more room. But um, all these floors laid out, and the button would not stop going off. And so we wake up in the middle of the night with this noise going off. And me being the older brother, I got down, moved all the toys around to sort of try and stop the noise, and it stopped. And it's like, there's a, it sounds like a silly thing, but this particular room just seemed to have shit going on in it. And I remember as a kid, it used to be my mum's room. That's right, a separate story. And I remember I got out of bed one time and looked under the bed as a kid and there was, this is going to sound so stupid again, but there was one of my toys, Woody from Toy Story, yeah. and he was sitting there, sitting up and looked at me and started playing a guitar. It sounds fucking weird, doesn't Wait, it? Did you do like Crystal Meth as a child? <laughs> no, honestly, it's all coming out, but... But there's loads of shit. Like my mum thought there was someone next door in the in the bed in the uh, in the bathroom, and no, and then no one was there and all this sort of How stuff. How long were like, you in this house for? Ten years. Jesus Christ, mate! After a month, after ten days of that, I'd be like, nah, time to go. Jesus. But it was definitely worse as we were younger. But I um I actually developed um sleep paralysis around probably around the year we left that house. So for those of you who don't know what it is, it's like you you sort of have a chemical disconnect in your brain where you wake up mentally, but your body's not awake. So it takes some time sometimes to... Um, and this happened around the age of 11. So it happened in that house. Um, but you can imagine what my... F- and I now know it's sleep paralysis. It took me like five years to understand what it was. Um, and it happens once every couple of months. But at the time, with what happened in that house, it felt like... There was a ghost pushing me down, for example, and uh, you can imagine where my mind went, where I was couldn't move, and it's just loads of stuff. Like it, again, like for those of you who are more like um, logical about this sort of stuff, and I don't know how this sounds externally, to be honest, but 
you might be thinking, oh, maybe this happened, maybe. but at the same time, living through it, probably a bit more difficult for me to be subjective about it. But I would say what gets me is that before we really started understanding what was going on in the house, my mum already understood something was in the house for it to be blessed. So there must have been stuff for her when we were babies that happened. Have you spoke to her much about it? Well, yeah, it comes up quite a bit when we go have family visits and stuff. Say like Christmas and stuff or we reminisce. Yeah. It does come up all the time. And uh, if, if if I wasn't here now and my brother was here and, he, you know, and you were talking about ghosts, he'd say exactly what I've just told you. But he's got other stories as well and just weird stuff. It was just weird. Like it wasn't consistent, but every now and again... And the fact that my stepdad, my dad, and my mum all experienced something in the house, I wouldn't go back there. Fuck going back there. It's literally like, that's the way I feel about it. I've driven past there a few times on purpose with my with a couple of ex-girlfriends before and said, look, that's the house I grew up in. And do you know what? The bedroom I lived in is on the front of the house. And even to this day, I, I, every time I drive past there, I look for faces in the window. It's fucking Christ. <laughs> it's weird, man. It's, it's weird. Mental. It's mental. I mean, I've I've never I've never really experienced like something properly. So I mean, the first house I grew up in, my mum believed in that kind of stuff a little yeah. bit, and I, I I remember her saying to me, she she didn't like the old house, but I never really understood why. And obviously, speaking to her as I've grown up and stuff. She kind of said that you know she felt that there was like a like a presence there, but I never picked up on it, and I don't know if that's because I've always been like naturally skeptical. Like I don't believe it. I don't know if that's because I was too close-minded to experience it, or if it genuinely wasn't there. Like I I don't. So straight up, I'll say. I mean, I I don't believe in ghosts, but. I don't know for sure. Like no one knows. It's the same with with most things, like religion, whatever. You don't know, but see, I don't. I, I don't think I believe in ghosts either. But and outside of that house, I can't tell you anything that's ever happened to me to make me feel uncomfortable mm. or nothing. But um, part of me believes it because of this house. Well, you've experienced. Um, you've actually experienced it. Yeah, I mean, and mate, um, if I'd been through that, I think that would. I think I'd believe, to be honest. That's the thing. I haven't. I yeah. didn't see that. That's the thing. So it's really hard because I haven't. I haven't experienced that. I mean, that sounds fucking horrible. That sounds absolutely horrible. I mean, I've I've seen. I've seen people experience things. Yeah. Like, uh, and I've. I mean, it's like a couple of stories. So, my old job, we were chatting once about like ghosts and ghoulies and all that kind of crap, and. Uh, Someone said, oh, how about we go to, like, an abandoned... Was, there's a place near us. It was called Cold Christmas. It's basically, like, um, an abandoned church. And reading about it online, it's a north-facing church. Ooh, so this church. Exactly. So that's apparently why it got closed down, because apparently it was facing the wrong way and it had to do with pagan rituals and all that bollocks. And so already I'm a little bit freaked out. I mean, just because I don't believe in ghosts and all this kind of stuff, it doesn't mean it doesn't freak me out. I mean, I love horror and ghost films scare the shit out of me, but we'll get onto that in a bit. But I remember, so we were all, all reading up about this cold Christmas, getting a bit freaked out. It was a Friday and after work, we said, right, you know, go have a dinner and then afterwards we'll drive to this cold Christmas place. There was about six or seven of us. And we get in there, in the middle of nowhere, can't find it, 
we park the car, leave the car, and we're walking out through this through this forest and there's a little dirt pathway and it breaks off into like the back bit of this woods. And we're like, okay, where the hell is this is this cold Christmas church? Where's this church? Looking around for ages. Someone gets the torchlight out on their phone, turns it around, and all of a sudden, this massive bloody church, I'm not even joking, appears to the left of us. <laughs> so straight away, it's, like it's been there the whole time and we didn't see it. That freaked the shit out of us. Anyway, and you look around this thing, and it's so well hidden and overgrown, you can tell it's been left for like, minimum 50 years like it's ridiculous yeah and we walk up to this little church tower it sounds like I'm making this up like this is a real place it's like it's been forgotten about and there's there's an abandoned graveyard for starters like there's a, there's all these plots and these gravestones and tombstones and stuff they're all been smashed to shit by a bunch of yobs but they've all been forgotten about it's really really sad because all these people have died and there's no one there to t- like care for the graves so already the mood's a little bit freaky and we're reading these tombstones, and some of them are like kids. Like, it's horrible, mate. So already we're starting to take it a little bit serious now. It's not really a joke anymore, because you're standing on the abandoned hello graves ground. of kids. Like, literally, like, hello ground. It's a bit freaky. Yeah. Anyway, but we've come to see this cold Christmas church. So if we get into this little church tower, we, we get out of the front of it, and someone's kicked the front door in. It had been boarded up. You couldn't go in there. So we walk through, and do you know what, mate? I don't believe in this kind of stuff. But your mind does play tricks on you. At least for me, like my, my mind plays tricks on me a lot, but it freaks me out. And the moment I step into this church tower, I can't explain it, but like the air just changed and I got cold and I just felt really, really weird. But anyway, obviously we're there in a group, so we're all trying to pretend we ain't scared and stuff. And we start walking around and exploring. And someone in our group, Danny, he he really really believes in this kind of stuff like heavily believes in in ghosts and the supernatural and there's like I said there's about six or seven of us there and we're all walking around and we go up this spiral staircase having a little explore and Danny is standing in the corner shaking he's a grown man at this time I think I was 21 22 he was like 30 and he's a grown man a kid he's a manager and he was literally like, he was like shaking, visibly shaking. He was like, and I remember saying to him, like, Danny, are you alright, mate? Are you okay? Couldn't even talk. Could not even talk. He was that scared. This is a grown man. This place freaked him out so much. He was standing in the corner of a dark room, surrounded by his mates, and he was shaking and they couldn't talk. So, needless to say, we weren't in there for very long. <laughs> and, mate, that place is just, that's a weird place. And like I said, I don't believe, but that place give me give me the give me the creeps. Yeah, I mean there are places really like um, which definitely have atmospheres. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I think it's. I, I don't go out of my way to. Um, I mean, when you're abroad, you go into church and stuff, but it's not the same. But like, you do feel your body can make you feel stuff, like. Um, you know when you're in an uncomfortable situation, like it's weird. Mate, your mind, your mind is a powerful thing. I mean, I've had some some horrible, like similar to yourself, apart from the sleep paralysis. I've had some horrible dreams. I mean, I, I had a recurring dream for a while was, you know, me getting stabbed. Yeah, and and the worst one happened like quite late last year. So I remember. 
there was a wardrobe next to my bed. This was about six months ago. No, about 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 a year ago. There was a wardrobe next to my bed, and I'd hung like shirt and trousers up on the front of the wardrobe. And in my dream, I had this recurring dream again. I'd just been stabbed, so I shot up out of bed in the middle of the night. And when I opened my eyes, in my dream, the person that stabbed me was standing above me. Yeah. And when I woke up, I saw this silhouette standing in my bed, and I screamed out loud. I remember going, no, because I thought this person was in there, and I was still, it was like a lucid dream almost. Like, And there was no one there, it was a shirt and trousers. But you're, the mind is a powerful thing. Oh, it is, like especially when it's scared. The mind is incredible. And that's the thing. I mean, I I want to experience like real... Because like, I know I'm sceptical, but I, I, I want to experience, like, I want proof of ghosts. Like, I'd love to see it, just to know that there's, if anything, to know that there's, like, life after death. It sounds a bit deep, but that's that's why I would want to see ghosts. But until I see that, I can't believe it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, um, like I said, I, I, at this point, I don't really believe it. But, like I said, there's that inkling in my mind from just what my what I keep. Mate, if I've been... If I've been like through this through the same thing that you've been through, I, without a doubt, I would believe, and I would not think you're crazy for believing after what you've been through. Like, yeah, that it's, sounds it's weird. Like, what what I find weird about it is just the the fact that and kids have bad dreams all the time. But me and my brother were both given, yeah. I say given, but like both had recurring dreams, nightmares for a long time. And I feel like it must have affected you. It must have affected you. As kids. Yeah, like I said, I mean, there's there's something enough there for me to feel like uncomfortable going back. Mm. I don't blame you, mate. For a long time, the um, so, the church believed in it. For a long time, the church, I think, still pretty believes in some sort of afterlife. You know, like uh, they they, I think exorcism was part of what they did. In the, I, I I don't know that for sure, but I'm pretty sure exorcism comes from practices from the church. Yeah, definitely. So I mean, this friend that got got really scared at cold Christmas. He so after this, we had quite a big conversation, and he was like, you know. Tell, tell me how much he believes in it, it all and he'd been going to see a medium and if, if people don't know what a medium is a medium is basically it's like a psychic but they talk to the dead basically so they communicate through the dead and he's adamant that this medium can talk to the dead so I'm thinking right you know what, I want proof I'm, I'm a man of reason I want to experience this give me the contact details so I booked an appointment with this medium and uh, a few days go by whatever, I just confirmed the appointment anyway and I go there and it's an old bloke with his wife and I go in this old house and he sits me down upstairs in his office and he touched me no I'm joking <laughs> he sits me down in his office and we uh, we start and he grabs my hands he talks to me and I really really want to believe and like I said, I am naturally a sceptic. I can't help that. I'm just naturally a sceptical person. So, But I've gone in there with like my mind as open as it can be. But I'm willing to you know, try and experience this. Anyway, and he's t- chatting to me. and This whole experience, it just solidified my, my decision about how sceptic I am about this kind of stuff. Because everything he said was so generic and Bollocks. Yeah, as I say, so it could have applied to anything. It could have applied so to anything. He booked an appointment. He looked at your Facebook profile, saw who you related to. Yeah, so, so literally, we were talking. And he was like, the first thing he said was like, oh, "I can tell that you've uh, experienced some loss in your life." And I was like, 
Who'd fuck I lost money in fucking Labrooks two hours ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Give me some details. Like I want some details. Like give me some meat. And he's like, you know, you know if it's, your granddad's passed away, and I was like, no. Oh, he's gonna. He's gonna. He's like, oh, it's, he's like, he's like, oh, it's, it's your nan. And I was like, well, yeah, but that's that's the tenth person you've guessed. <laughs> but it's like, I'm not describing it very well. Basically, it was just a, it was a really shit experience, <laughs> and like I, I wasn't rude to the bloke, but I think he knew that he didn't. Like, I'm not a dickhead, but I am a dickhead, but I'm not going to be, I'm not going to, like, be horrible to this bloke who's trying to make a living, but he was, he, honestly, he was just bullshitting. Everything he said, not one thing could have been applied. You're right, so you're generic. a car, train, and I, plane. And I, I wish that I would have kept this recording, because at the end, he gave me a CD, and I took it into the work guys, and they ripped it off and turned it into an MP3 file, and you can hear the whole recording, and the whole, the whole, like... 45 minute recording is literally him guessing stuff and me saying no <laughs> that's the whole thing and it was so pointless like, he was a lovely bloke we had a really good chat after but you're a man in your 20s it just that just solidified like my stance on the whole ghost thing he notices you've got a dog on it. you've got a dog a pet some sort of pet yeah, it's the thing. It's like, like I really want to believe, and I, you know, I, I paid money to a bloody medium. That's the, I think it's thirty quid or something. Like, it weren't cheap. Sam, but I'm guessing from this that you, you're male, and uh, <laughs> you wear glasses. You're here to see. You're here to see a medium. Are you, you, li- you, li- you, you live in England. You wear glasses. So yeah, I, I want to believe, but I don't. As simple as that. It's a sad thought to think that. You know, there might be nothing after. Well, I mean, uh, cu- cultures know, we? believe in it. So, not to doubt cultures, but you go back as far as the ancient Egyptians, they believed in afterlife, and the the Christian church, as far as yeah. I'm aware, believes in afterlife. And, but a, lo- a lot of... Yeah, I, I would love to believe, mate. I'd love to believe. But... And afterlife doesn't have to be sitting on a cloud looking down. It, it can be other things. Like People still don't really understand how the brain works. To be honest, or what consciousness is, and there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of questions yeah. around things like that. And it, unless we know, I mean, how many? There are things which I do think about, which I think, if there is such a thing as a, such a thing as an afterlife, I don't think it's what most people feel like it. It is and like an afterlife is probably the wrong word for it. It's just um, a continuation of something, whether it be life present somewhere or what, but. If everything, if everything dies and mm. everything has an afterlife, there's a snail of an afterlife. It's the same sort of organism. Does an ant have an afterlife? How about all the people? But this know? is the thing. This is the thing. This is what makes me... I mean, I really like the idea of like reincarnation. That really appeals to me. Like, we come from the earth, we go back into the earth and come back as something else. Like, that's a really nice thing to believe in. I obviously, I don't think it's possible. I don't believe in it. But that is, you know, that's a nice thought. I like the concept yeah. of that. I really like I was saying before so I really like horror like I love ghost films and stuff and I remember when we went to see the first paranormal activity in the cinema do you remember yeah I can't forget that one right going back like watching that again the film is terrible but when we saw that as 16 year olds in the cinema it scared the shit well, out of us for that is it just reminded me of my first house <laughs> so I, I remember turning around in the cinema looking at you and you were hiding behind your hand at one point. I can't do it I like it's sad to say this in a way, I suppose, but I can't do that sort of thing because of the stuff that happened when I was a kid. Like, Mate, you you got real experiences. If I had experienced what you had, I think I'd feel the same. I wish I honest. could go back and not go. Actually, no, I don't. But I wish I could 
see it from a third person's point of view as an adult and be like, actually, that's what happened. Actually, the fucking whatever, like to maybe like cast a logical eye on my childhood, but I just can't do that. So I want to sort of like shrug it off and be like, oh no, it's it's bullshit, mate. Don't worry about that. You just you're having a bad day. Your your toy was fucked. I want to do that, but I can't. (laughs) So like until like like we can have the ability to be like, oh, Tom saw this as a kid. I, I can't like explain it other than what I believed in at the time. Without a doubt, if I'll experience what, the same things that you have, there will be no doubt in my mind that I will believe, mate. I think people who do believe it... I mean, we're talking about the negative, aren't we, with ghosts, poltergeists and stuff. So I think, like, I feel like people who do believe that probably have had similar things. How many people believe in ghosts? Probably quite a lot of people, right? So, it's. I mean, it's weird that a lot of people believe in it but then again, was it invented? And did people believe in it before? Probably not. But then religion did. Religion believed in afterlife, and ancient Egyptians believed in it. So how long has it been around for? It makes me think like the word, the term yeah, ghost think... is probably the modern version of what people called it back then. You know? Yeah, I think what it is as well. I think it's a, like it's a comfort for a lot of people. I think what ghosts? I think it's yeah, because it's a sign that. Obviously, not people are being haunted, but it's a sign that there is something after. Like it's because ghosts. I mean, don't necessarily you'd have to be scared as well. Because some not all ghost experiences are bad, are they? Like people do seances mm. and Ouija well, boards, yeah, that... and I mean, so, there you go. So, would you ever do like a yeah a Ouija board? Yeah, I tell you, you what, because do um, I know a little fact about Ouija board. So it, it was invented in the Victorian ages. By, and it was like meant to be a family game, like a group family game. It was like a, meant to be. It was always like a monopoly of the Victorian ages. And it was really, really popular, and uh, <laughs> it was just like a game made up to sort of. It was like so something happens when you when all, when, when you all put your fingers on something and it moves around the board. There is something going on. It's not like it, when I say going on, it's not spiritual or external. It's like people have unconscious movements in their hand and pressure on the thing moving around the board. But it used to be like a little Victorian game. Mm. Similar to chess, all that sort of stuff. It's just like, it, so I know how it came about and it just happened to spin on its head in a couple of horror movies. So okay. I'll play that 100% knowing its origins. All right. So have you ever been to like a haunted, like a supposedly <clears throat> haunted abandoned place, apart from your first house? <laughs> have you been to like an abandoned what, places place? that were allegedly haunted? Yeah, like a haunted, like a haunted church or... I'll tell you a scary one I've been to. is a haunted mental hospital. As well, that was freaky. That freaked the shit out of me. To be fair, and there were other people there exploring at the same time, and I snuck up and made them jump. <laughs> See, I've never been to anything like that. I've never been to. I've been... So would, would you? Go? Probably. Yeah, if, if if I maybe got Aaron and a couple of people, and we yeah, tried to sort something out, because I know a couple yeah, I places. Would, I mean, um, I mean, I've been to some pretty derelict. I mean, I've been to Pripyat, and it's like an abandoned fucking town. And yeah, that'd be amazing. You're so and, lucky. And Chernobyl, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, and that's abandoned. Has been abandoned for fifty, sixty years. Children's dolls all over the place. Look, posters of kids and old pictures and you know drawings that they were doing at the time. And beds are still there. Nurseries, schools, and all this stuff's there. And it feels weird. It feels creepy. People died here. You know, this whole it's like a time capsule overtaken by a second chance at nature. But that's not. I don't feel uncomfortable, like haunted wise. I just feel like that's 
it's just weird Sad it's place. really it's yeah. really weird yeah so I think there's a difference love to go there absolutely love to go there alright so if I tried to sort something out then for like a, ha- a supposedly haunted place you'd be up for it yeah okay right I think we have to do that we should record it for SNT <laughs> bloody hell SNT ghost hunting <laughs> god yeah most haunted SNT version do you know he died I didn't know that that Derek Okoro died last year this year Poltergeist but I mean that show's just bollocks isn't it? I mean people who do that for, like, it it's like to the people who watch that are people who believe in it like properly not like what we're talking about well that's like that medium that I that I went to he was like basically saying he could do the same thing as yeah, Derek yeah. Cora. like he was saying he was like a medium so I genuinely I went in there with like a an open mind like I wanted I wanted to believe I really really wanted to my mind was as open as it's ever been like I was really kind of committing myself to this experience and like I said it was just a joke it was just an absolute joke on a lighter note talking of ghosts and horror stuff so you mentioned earlier you've seen the uh, the news about the new Silent Hill game yeah fine enough it's called The Medium <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's what made me think of it but uh, it's uh, I mean for those of you who are Silent Hill fans I hope it turns out really really good However, just quickly, the Xbox reveal of the games for the Xbox Series X, I thought was pretty poor, to be honest. So, for the first time in potentially 10 years, I might switch back to a PlayStation, purely because really? the games I've seen on there so far. For the, I mean, the PlayStation might be as bad, but the ones I've seen on the Xbox, there's nothing to write home about. In terms of what it can do, the Xbox Series X, it didn't showcase anything like that. So, for me, thumbs down, Jesus... Yeah, I mean, it's plenty of time to see what happens, but yeah. There's some really, really good horror games, and I love like paranormal games and ghost films and all that. But well, I get immersed in in games really easily. If if I if there's a story that captures me, it's, I'm I'm on it for hours, right? Um, mm. So when it comes to horror games, it's it's not good for me because I get immersed in games easily, and if it's horror games, it just it just makes me uncomfortable. I can't do it for too long. I can barely watch like horror films, and they only last an hour, so I can't do fifty hours of gaming like shit my pants. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? I mean, what's the scariest game you played then? Uh, the scariest game I've played is not scary at all. It's probably it's probably something like Dead Space. Maybe Dead Space uh, is pretty good. Alien That's Isolation. Good. That's supposed to be really good. I Maybe nice um, Resi, Re- Resi Five. Yeah, not really scary. You know, not not games which would be considered to be the best of the best for horror. Put it that way. I guess that's how I see ghosts and stuff. Like a scare. It sounds it sounds disrespectful, but like to me, like ghosts and paranormal and that, it's just like a scary story. To me, I mean, I'm guessing your parents never experienced it, or your sister, or anything like that. Well, in terms of stuff happening, yeah. Did they ever say, oh, I had a bad, or whatever? Not to my knowledge, not to my knowledge, no. I think that's what I mean, we've been quite, like I said, my mum believed in it. We never really experienced anything, like as a family, like growing up, I never really, I mean, I was always open to it, at least I think so, but I never really thought I experienced anything. I said, I don't know where the idea of ghosts actually came from, like, um, me and my brother didn't, we weren't born believing in ghosts, put it that way, so... I don't know, maybe it's people's ideas and stuff, maybe the fact that my mum was religious made me more attuned to... To her ideas or whatever but weird 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 childhood luckily like I said it flattened out after about the age of 11 when we moved the house into a more modern, modern you stopped house. taking drugs yeah came off the drugs and came off the crack and then yeah things got better afterlife ancient ancient thing afterlife hopefully it's true I mean death would be something to almost look forward to <laughs> in a way 
You know, it'd be like... Jesus. Uh, no, I mean, if, so if, if people knew, like, oh, by the way, when you die, you, your conscious, your whatever there's inside you, outside of the biology, would be like, oh, okay, that goes off and it flies across space and it you land in wherever the fuck the bingo ball lands, whatever. Well, that's shit. If it was like that, well, oh, okay, yeah, you know, well, I might be dying of a bleeding out of a car crash, but at the same time, I'm going off to Neverland or whatever the fuck it is, but <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I've got a scenario feeling. And you have to choose one. You right. can't say no. You have to choose one. All right. So, would you rather know when you're going to die or how you're going to die? And you can't change it. There's nothing you can do to change it. Would you rather know how or when? It's tough, isn't it? It's a tough question. Would I want to know when? Yeah, so basically, some demon or whatever comes down and says, right. I'm going to tell you, and you have to choose one. I don't know why he's a demon, but he is. doesn't matter. Someone comes down and they say, right, you either have to know when you're going to die or how. So you might find out, oh, you're going to die in a car crash, but you will never know when it's going to happen. Or you might what? find out, you know, you're going to die in five years' time, but you don't know how you're going to die. And there's nothing you can do to change it, and you have to choose one. I feel like if someone, if I said how... I think that would give me the answer as to when anyway. So, for example, if I said, oh, how you like, you fall off a hotel in Ibiza. <laughs> like, in Ibiza. I, then I know for a fact, when I go on holiday to Ibiza, I ain't coming back. So, <laughs> like, so I, get, I, I, guess, I think the how would give me the, the when anyway. Unless it was like, you die choking on fucking pizza, and then it could be any weekend. <laughs> any day for you, mate, any day. Yeah. I mean, that could be like, uh, but I don't know how or when uh, I wouldn't I the only thing is I think the issue with, with knowing how so you're going to die sorry you'd be scared to do anything like if it was you die in a plane crash like you're never going to go on holiday again are you whereas my, my thinking was if you knew when you were going to die at least you've got a timeline as such so you're not constantly worried about it because you know it's going to happen that was my thinking behind it I don't I don't know where the question came from I just thought of it but <laughs> If you knew when you were going to die, I don't think you'd have... You wouldn't do the same stuff. You wouldn't You wouldn't save for a mortgage. You wouldn't... I don't know. Like, you'd... you'd maybe. Do you know what, right? If you knew when you were going to die, maybe people would actually live their lives to the fullest. I know everyone says it. I know everyone sort of says, oh, you know, if it was your last day, oh, I'd, I'd go skiing, I'd go fuck it, I'd go shag... You know, all this sort of stuff. But you know, I'd go rob a store. Or I think people, if they knew the... If they knew when they were going to die, their lives would change dramatically anyway. But the fact that we... Well, we're like all dying. Time, yeah. I feel like the fact that we take it for granted each day, oh, fuck it, I can't wait to get to Friday. Why about Monday? Enjoy enjoy the journey a little bit. Like People don't do that, realistically. Maybe 1% of people do do that. But I feel like if it, most people, if, if they knew when they were going to die, they'd really appreciate the time. Very true, mate. It's very true. I think we do take things for granted. Like All this time we're spending in lockdown, for example, I think... This is time, yeah, you sit around doing nothing, but at the end of the day, it's not that bad. We can still get on with some stuff, like try and enjoy it whilst you can. Like uh, if re- that's talking with your mates or treating yourself to nice food or whatever, like, just try and enjoy it. It's true what you say, mate. It's true what you say. It's a really horrible thought, death. It's all going to happen to us. Every single one of us will go before or go after or before someone we know. So... Uh, 
And anything can happen. Anything's around the corner. That's the thing. Like that's that's what we take for granted. That anything's around the corner. If mm. it, it, like um, for those of you who are still listening, you're probably like like <laughs> depressed. But I mean, we are talking about ghosts and like. But I feel like if like it's a horrible thought. If 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 people thought about it too much, you'd never get anything done. Yeah, some some people do obsess with obsess with it definitely. Yeah, and it gets you down. Like, there's, there's I don't think about it all. Like, I, I never think about it to be honest. But when I do, I'm just like, fucking hell! I need to stop thinking about this because I've been thinking about it for a minute. You know, I feel like I'm getting closer because I'm thinking about it. Like, you can't think about it. you got you just got to enjoy the time you got. Mate, that's, that's so true. It really, really is true. I get like so much enjoyment from just having a pint with mates. It's small things like I don't. I'm not wealthy anyway i don't care about money like i don't, I don't care about mm. that thing. part of me feels like living the life is living with the people you know getting meeting new people as well you know that's why we get so much enjoyment from socializing i don't think well, about, lots about experiencing in it it's all about different experiences and yeah. being in the moment and it's very easy to get to forget about that and, and dwell on things but yeah. it's true mate it's true because like you said you never know how much time you got left nah Jesus Christ. <laughs> Pretty good place to stop there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's been a... It's been a different episode, like, less of a focus on all that kind of nerdy stuff, but it's been good. I've, I've enjoyed the first the first start of the new series. What I'd do then, um, for those of you listening, next episode, bring some antidepressants as well. Um, <laughs> yeah, and a drink. Yeah, and a drink. So, just to reiterate, 10 episodes conspiracies all coming up we've got aliens gods modern conspiracies you know 911 911 yeah ai all this sort of stuff coming up so ghost is number and one I've... the rest yeah. are coming so we're going to cover all, all coming yeah we're going to cover all, all sorts of conspiracies yeah and i think we're still going to i guess we'll still touch on like gaming news and films and all that kind of crap and we'll we'll find a way to feed it in there so we've still got the core kind of SNT bollocks, but <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, literally, yeah. Speaking of ghosts, Gengar. Now joking, but <laughs> yeah. End of episode one, season two. Uh, thanks for listening. Follow us on Spotify and Instagram, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>